0: I'm Rebecca Roanhorse, author of Resistance Reborn, and you are listening to The Living Force Podcast.
1: Welcome to The Living Force Podcast, (laughs) a Utini Podcast Network production. Episode 214, ChatGPT takes over The Living Force. Roger, roger. On this episode, Charles gets ready to feel the heat. Big Patreon events are in the pipeline. No, no, no thank you. And the Utini crew welcomes their robot overlords as ChatGPT takes over the show. Thank the make them. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Helton, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins.
2: What is up, nerds? Welcome back to the show. This week, I'm in charge. I'm in charge now, Phasma. I'm in charge, alright? Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Dr. Corey Helton, founder of Utini. We are missing our incredible host tonight. Eric Eilerson is in Disney World, having a blast. He sent us lots of pictures. He texted us a few minutes before the show started and said his plane just touched down, so he did not crash somewhere between Orlando and Charlotte, unfortunately. He'll be back here next week. But I am joined tonight by the usual cast and crew, minus our delectable lead host, starting De- with the De- delicious. delicious, delectable, tasty these are all adjectives you could use to describe the indemnible, Dr. Charles Hankel. Hello.
3: Wow, I understood two of those four words. Um, how's everybody doing? I am glad to be here. I'm I'm really interested to see how tonight's gonna go for a variety of reasons that I'm sure you're about to tell our wonderful audience about, but I mostly just wanna see how does this experience stack up to me and Wes's dead or not? Because These are the moments that the podcast is really put to the test. Is when Eric is not here, what happens? But this time we've added you in, Corey.
2: That sounds good. Uh,
3: Well, I'm glad that
2: you're here, Charles. Uh, Hold on a second. I have to ask uh, ChatGPT a question really fast. We're also joined by another one. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to saddle up and experience a podcast episode that's about to be bigger, bolder, and Texan to the core Today we have a special host joining us—the true embodiment of southern charm and a Lone Star spirit.
3: Wow, Wes Jenkins.
2: Wow, they really
0: beefed me up there. Texan to the core. And (laughs) 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 what's up, everyone? Um, Glad to be here. Uh, We're gonna try to put some energy behind our voices because Eric isn't here, our uh, Lord and Savior Eric Organa. Uh, So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try to replace him. Um, But we won't. So we're going to do it, like, artificially, intelligently?
2: Yes, that is correct. (laughs) That is correct. And thank you for that tease, Wes. And to dive into our show tonight, if you didn't guess already, tonight's show is entirely determined by AI, minus some bits and pieces here and there. Uh, It's been a big running joke that I'm obsessed with AI at Utini. Everyone on the team is afraid that I'm going to replace them with robots, even though the robots can't write for shit. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I thought it would be fun to, uh, there's, I've seen a lot of content creators doing fun stuff with AI and I figure it's time for the living force to give it a shot. Tonight we're going to let our show be controlled by the, uh, the robots, our future, you know, future overlords. Uh, but you know, before we dive into that, thank you for joining us everybody tonight. Um, you know, We always kind of kick things off with talking about just how things are going to live in our own personal lives. I just got back from Lenore, North Carolina yesterday. I've been out there for a week doing some hospitalist work, and uh, I think I picked up pharyngitis. So I'm kind of sick. I feel like crap, and I'm going <laughs> to fake it because I'm all drugged up on cold medicine. But uh, Charles, what you been up to this week, man?
3: Well, I've managed to dodge pharyngitis. Um, I last night went to a concert, been to a lot of live music recently. I told you guys about the the festival I went to last weekend. That's right. Last night went to an outdoor concert for Quinn 92, which was phenomenal. Beautiful night. Um, Nice way to spend a Sunday evening to kind of fend off the Sunday scaries. And of course, I'm I'm ramping up for Miami. Uh, The Miami heat has continued. It's... Wonderful run in the NBA playoffs, and they are now in the conference finals against the Boston Celtics starting on Wednesday night. So I am going to have some bags under my eyes in subsequent weeks when I have to stay up late for all of these games. But we actually have a bunch of Celtics fans, or a fair number of Celtics fans in the Utina community, and I think I'm the only Heat fan, so pray for me, y'all.
2: <laughs> Wes, what have you been up to this week, man?
3: Um, I haven't... A whole lot. So,
0: Charles, I watched a bit of the Celtics game yesterday, and I had to turn it off after they went up by three. Yeah, I, there was no uh, point in watching so. the rest. <laughs> but I have been getting into a lot of playoff hockey um, and listening to, um, listening to Rick Grace from uh, Legends Look Back talk about his Dallas Stars. And um, Carl talking about the Seattle Kraken back and forth is fantastic. So um, I think game seven is tonight. Or is it game six? One of them. I think it's game seven, actually. So I'm going for the Sea Monsters. I'm sorry. I don't root for any Dallas team. I apologize. I am from Texas, but anybody in Dallas is like a continent away from me. So that's is there how, a Houston
3: hockey team? Apologies for there not There used knowing.
0: to be. <laughs> There used to be they were a minor league slash IHL slash AHL team, um, so they weren't in the NHL. They weren't in the big league. Um, what were they, what were they called? They, got, they were the Houston Arrows. The Houston fantastic Houston Arrows. There was two renditions. They were in the 70s and the 80s with Gordie Howe. My parents actually went and saw them um, at the summit that is now a church. And I went and saw them in the 90s, and they weren't really a competitive team. So um, what they would do to entertain the crowd was a couple of the players would get into a fight. They'd drop their gloves, and they'd get into a squabble. And then three or four other players would get into a fight, and the goalies would just be sitting there like, what do we do? <laughs> so the goalies will meet in the middle of the ice Fight. and start fighting each other. They're, they're, just, yeah, they're just there to put on a show.
2: Atlanta used to have Atlanta Thrashers. And I actually went to a couple games back in the day. Um, but I went to a Gwinnett Gladiators game when I was in college. And it was a, it's a minor league team in Georgia now. And, mm-hmm. uh, dude, it was, it was so much fun. I mean, I think it was, the, it was way more fun than pro-level hockey. Because you're right, they have to entertain the crowd. So there's always <laughs> multiple fights. I'm like, right. it's fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah,
0: and for like twenty five, thirty dollars, you can sit on the glass yeah, and then just you know pound yeah, the glass exactly. whenever they get close. <laughs> and there was a couple guys last time with my dad. This was probably a decade ago. Um, they were sitting right behind the opposing bench, and they would just they were just pounding the glass behind the coach the entire time, and the coach was just did. it. Just sat there and took it until he couldn't do it anymore. And he just threw his elbows back into the glass and just, like, trying to get these guys to stop. And it just made him like, go even faster. So it was a, it's good stuff when you can just pound on the glass and try to scare the hell out of the, one of the hockey players. But most of the time, those things come in.
2: Like, it, oh, there's yeah, some really give on that glass. Out. So if
0: you put your face put your face next to there, you might get
2: checked yourself. That's funny. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, well, it's something you guys have had. Interesting weeks, lots of sports going on. Uh, There's a Formula One race next week, so that's about as much sports as I got. The Italian Grand Prix is this weekend. Well, Caitlin and I will watch that, which will be fun. Um, Other than that, you know, not a whole lot going on. I hope I don't get sick. I I do think I'm fighting something off, so I hope I, I beat this. But let's talk about the folks who are not sick in our lives, the healthy people in our community. I don't know where I was going with that. That was my attempt at a transition. Let's talk about Patreon for just a second, because we have got a lot of big stuff kind of coming down the pipeline on Patreon. Uh, we put a lot of work into kind of building out our Patreon this year. I mean, we noticed that our calendar has been a little weak in regards to live events and fun stuff. So we're trying to do something every single month at minimum. Uh, We have lots of stuff happening over there. Be sure to check out patreon.com slash utini for more details about what we have going on in our Patreon community. But we do have a couple updates. Eric does have a Patreon event coming up at the end of the month. And uh, we added a couple new patrons this week. We got one big boy, too. Michael Fry joined the Jedi High Council as a monthly member. That's a that's our highest tier we offer. Uh, it comes with a bunch of merch and fun stuff. So, Michael, we really appreciate it. Uh, we get people to join the High Council, and it's kind of insane to us that people... Would be willing to support like that, and it's just fantastic. So thank you so much for doing that. And I think we shouted this out last time, but I'll do it again. Kyle Jory joined the uh, uh, the monthly uh, group for uh, one of the tiers as well, and he joined right after the show was over last week. So um, appreciate you joining, Kyle. So thanks a lot for that. If you do have ideas about things you'd like to see on Patreon, be sure to DM Timothy in our Patreon. He is our Patreon manager. We don't have much news this week, but let's punch it anyway, Wes. It's the
0: Star Wars
2: Weekly Roundup. Okay, this week has been a slow week in Star Wars news. Not a whole lot has really happened. Uh, I kind of did some digging right before the show to see if I'd missed anything. It felt like it was exceptionally quiet. So you guys can correct me if I'm wrong if we missed anything major. But something we did not talk about last week that we probably should have talked about is Carrie Fisher finally got her name on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood, which is kind of a big deal? Mm, Did you guys right. see that? Did you guys see some of those pictures?
3: Yeah, yeah. Mark Hamill yeah. like spoke, and her daughter was there, right? I saw some of those things. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: And it's 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 weird to hear because we obviously thought she had a star on the Walk of Fame already that was for years. Literally, everybody's right?
2: reaction: we like, <laughs> she didn't have one already. That's kind of surprising, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Like any of
0: the the main characters or main uh, actors from Star Wars films, how could they not have a star or a star on the Walk of Fame? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's a bigger deal. I mean, it's than not a it's not <laughs> I kind of it's it not a pretty place to walk no, right now. Anyways, yeah. Didn't you, you know go out mean? there? out At
2: a celebration? You <laughs> yeah, said It was yeah. gross. Everything smelled like pee, and it was. Oh, yeah, no. it wasn't.
0: It wasn't the greatest. We went to uh, scum and villainy um, the day before um, these. The celebration kickoff, and we got there like three hours before they opened. Oh no! Because who who checks the website to see what time they open, right? So we perused the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame, and we were just you know walking past things. We needed to walk by people shouting, people sleeping in the streets. It's just it's rough down there, (laughs)
2: boys and girls. (laughs) Yeah, that's whatever. But hey, congratulations to Carrie Fisher. Still, still a big. I know, it's still a big big thing. I think to it see, is. and it looked like Billy was really cool. I mean, she had the she had that dress on. Did you see the dress? It had like uh, Princess Leia on her dress. It was like a really funny looking thing, oh, nice. and I don't know. It just it's really cool to see that uh, Carrie is still sort of in all of our hearts and minds, like in a lot of ways. So you know, it's crazy to think that uh, she's been gone now for as long as she has. Uh, so it's cool that no she's kidding. continuing to be honored the way that she is. So really cool to see that. But uh, that's really all I got. Well, here I mean, go. Did you guys see anything else? What's that.
0: I'm gonna pull it up, see to see what you're talking. Oh yeah, about yeah. see. So she's this funny dress.
1: <laughs> there yeah. You go.
2: Original Princess Leia dress. Yeah. Fantastic. I didn't notice C3PO and R2D2 in this photo before. I don't think. <laughs> that's kind of random. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: They're photoshopped
3: man.
2: in. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no way. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. I think unless I've missed anything. did you guys hear anything else that happened this week? I think that's it.
3: No. Eric tells me um, everything that happens. So. No. I know
2: there's
0: one thing there's one thing that we're doing next week in collaboration with Legends Lookback. So um, we're doing a collab episode with Legends Lookback in honor of the essential Legends collection. One of the books that's coming out Yoda Dark Rendezvous. So we're doing a Yoda week and we're entitling it the Yoda years. Um, It's a lot of years. Came up with that uh, based off of the Wonder Years, so keep a lookout for that new graphic that's going to come out, we're going to post it on social media. But um, we're going to go over some of the Yoda content that's in canon on TLF, and then Legends Look Back, we'll dive into the Legends content about Yoda, some of the stuff you do know that you don't know. Um, I wasn't going to make them read... (laughs) Yoda Dark Rendezvous and do a round table about it. I'm just like, let's just do some facts from legends that, you know, some people may or may not know, some of the books they were inv- he was involved in, and then uh, we'll do some of the
2: canon references. So, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun week. We've well, we got to make sure we talk about how terrible he looked in, in uh, Star Wars Rebels as well. So, that's my, oh. my favorite Yoda talking it's canon. Point. We can do it. <laughs> Save
3: it. Save it for that week. Oh, damn.
0: We'll, we'll just do nothing but pictures on TLF because oh we're idiots. <laughs>
2: oh man yeah that's gonna be a lot of fun uh, those crossover events are always fun with the other shows we have in the network so uh, it'll be fun to, to talk about that Dark Rendezvous was actually pretty good too I mean that should actually be on a, on your I've list I that. feel like it's a pretty good book it's okay. been years since I've read it but I remember it being very good and I've seen everybody talking about it again and some of those it's down in my brain somewhere some of those story points are so seeing folks talk about them it reminded me that uh, it was a positive experience so yeah be sure to check that out Okay, well, if you haven't already, be sure to check out our new releases page on the site. It's got all the details about all the new stuff that's coming down the pipeline. We do have lots of new books coming out this week, but I think it's time to have a conversation with the robot overlords because this week's episode is really supposed to be all about AI. Now, AI is completely taking over everybody's world right now. It's kind of insane. and uh, I sort of meant this as a joke, and it turned into a real show. And uh, Eric, is, <laughs> Eric was hassling us uh, later this week um, to come up with the show idea. And I was like, why don't we just ask AI to do it for us? We're all basically a real bunch of robots anyway without Eric, so I thought it might be fun to actually physically put the robots in charge. So, we're gonna let ChatGPT decide what we're gonna talk about tonight. And uh, if you've somehow been under a rock for like the last six months and don't know what this is, I mean, ChatGPT, it's a conversational AI tool that OpenAI has developed. And uh, it's trained on human language and uh, data up to September of 2021. So, if you ask it any data, it doesn't know anything beyond that. Um, it cannot search the internet. Uh, it cannot look at answers. It's just, it basically has digested Google, is kind of how I think about it, right? Now, earlier tonight, uh, I asked uh, ChatGPT to write us an intro for the show. So, <laughs> here we go is the ChatGPT intro to the show. <clears> the <throat> Texan one earlier was also ChatGPT. It was pretty good. So, here we go. Uh, in a truly groundbreaking experiment, we have enlisted the help of AI, harnessing its immense capabilities to determine the course of our conversation tonight. Drawing inspiration from the vast depths of Star Wars lore, our AI companion has analyzed troves of data traversing the vast reaches of the HoloNet to unearth exciting. ...mysterious and even unexpected topics to explore. With a dash of daring and a sprinkle of the force, we relinquish control and embrace the unknown. It is time to journey beyond the binary code and tap into the limitless imagination of artificial intelligence. Together we'll explore uncharted territories, speculate on fan theories, discuss beloved characters, untangle intricate storylines... Jesus, how long is the show going to be? ...and perhaps even unravel (laughs) hidden secrets within the Star Wars universe. Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to the Living Force Unleashed, powered by AI, with the AI discussion began. So, Sheesh. I've used ChatGPT a lot uh, over the last six months to write emails and start my <laughs> brainstorming stuff. It's a tool, it's a really cool tool that you can use. Uh, to kind of get uh, get a kickstart going uh, for your creative soul. So uh, the key to ChatGPT, in my experience, is writing a good prompt. If you want a good answer, you have to write a good prompt. Uh, now, we're going to give it three prompts tonight, but I only wrote one of them worth a crap. The other two are awful. So <laughs> we're going to see if a good prompt gives us what we want or if we, uh, if we want to go with the stupid stuff. So round one... Uh, Wes, are you gonna do this live, like on the thing?
0: Do you want to, yeah? Do you want to send me the prompt and then <clears throat> I'll the sh- paste in there? It's in the it in show in notes. You see in the show notes? Okay. Yeah, I got Let it. me yeah, also okay. just
3: say while you're looking for that, that I, I don't think anyone would ever accuse AI of being humble after that intro. <laughs> I mean, holy crap! Talk about overselling something, guys. We're gonna we're gonna have a jokey one hour conversation. That's what's about to happen. Okay. That's 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 really <laughs> what's gonna happen. We're not untangling the okay. mysteries of the universe. <clears throat>
2: Okay, so this is – you're in 3.5, right? Okay, here we go. All right. Yes. So this is ChatGPT. I'm just going to type the message in. You can copy-paste. All right, so the 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 prompt for our audio listeners, the prompt is, Tonight, Charles, Wes, and Corey are hosting The Living Force, the premier Star Wars podcast produced by Utini. We need three interesting, intriguing, thought-provoking, and perhaps even controversial questions to discuss on the show. Write one question for each of the hosts to lead on tonight's show. That's the prompt. Oh, no. Whatever comes out of this, fellas – here we go. <laughs> all right. Drum roll, please. Make hey. okay. Should sure there are no typos. Oh, question for Charles. Question for Wes. Holy for moly. God. I was about to ask
0: you how they know my name, but it's in the prompt. It in the prompt. All right, zoom
3: no, in. Spot. Zoom in yeah. on that so we
2: can actually see it. Okay, okay, okay. Here, uh, all right, here we go. Am I first? Uh, I guess you're first. I, I mean, that robot says, so.
3: Okay. Uh, robot has decided I'm first. Question for Charles reads... In a galaxy far, far away, the Force is depicted as an energy field that binds all living things together. However, some fans argue that the Force is just a form of magic or supernatural power. What are your thoughts on the nature of the Force? Holy shit. Oh my god. (laughs) Is it more scientific or mystical, and how does that affect our understanding of the Star Wars universe?
0: (laughs) That's like, what is the meaning of life? Right? Yeah. Is Listen, it, so,
2: okay, I've watched a lot of these videos when other content creators <laughs> do this, and the moral of the story is supposed to be that robots suck, the AI is not very good, we're never going to be replaced by robots. Fellas, I got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I
3: like that we're... I mean, the grammar's,
0: the grammar's perfect. Oh, we're man. literally <laughs>
3: discussing a galaxy far, far away where they're surrounded by AI, <laughs> and we're saying that's not going to happen. So... So basically, to boil it down, if I may put my dumb human brain to the to the task, is the force more scientific or is it more magic? I think it's kind of what it's what is asking here, right? So magic. It's a great wow.
2: Actually, let's just uh, let's just gut reaction answer. uh, I think just right on magic. Yeah, I was I was gonna say science.
0: Actually,
3: magic for me.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, but it's it's not really magic. Magic.
2: Magic.
3: Can we add a third answer? No. Is it magic or is it
2: science? It's art. Because you're, you're born with it, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. not really. I, I'm a very, well, uh, I'm a very, magical, like, I, uh, I don't know, literal person. So, like, I feel like, especially in the last couple, last, I don't know, maybe decade of Star Wars content that we've gotten, like, I think things have been, ever since. The midi chlorians were introduced in the Phantom Menace. I feel like we've been getting closer and closer to science. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's been more of this, like, um, like even the world between worlds stuff almost has scientific explanation at this point, right? And maybe that's just trying to measure it. Yeah, I know it's been measured and like. Anakin is the chosen one. Then there was the brother and the sister and the father or whatever in that couple arc. The what's it called? The Mor- Mortis Mortis arc. Mortis, yeah. yeah. The yeah, Mortis, Mortis arc where Anakin, like even that is almost an explanation of like stuff that we're not supposed to have an explanation for a little bit. So that is fans' like original complaint though about the whole midi chlorians is like, you know, Yoda explained the Force to Luke. and He's like, the Force that flows through all of us, the rock, the tree. You know, it's like. And Qui-Gon's like, he has 100,000 chlorian count. It's off the charts. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. So. Yeah.
3: I mean, so I knew chlorians were going to come up right away, right? I, I definitely agree with you. Upon introducing the chlorians, it does kind of answer. I mean, it's quite literally a symbiotic relationship, right, with a smaller organism that lives in your in your bloodstream, basically, right. or within your body. Like the Gungans
2: and the Naboo, you know, that inferior yeah. race of people that lived on that planet. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah.
3: But... What's interesting is I think I think it's hard. The words magic and science are a little difficult because, like, <clears throat> magic, the first thing I think of is like a magic show or a magic trick, and it's not yeah. that. I or mean, a I think in a hat. yeah, mm-hmm. it's and like with that, like, yes, you explain how they do it, and it loses its luster, right? You're, you're not impressed anymore. A magician should never reveal their tricks, but I think what this is really getting at is not so much magic; it's more so like the 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 spiritual nature of yeah. it, if you will, yeah. because like for me, even if I understand maybe why someone has a high mitochondrial count or whatever it is, like even talking about Anakin, right? Like he was the chosen one from a prophecy, which is not scientific at all. I mean that's that's entirely spiritual, and I mean you could even say religious. And on top of that, we also know from I think it was the Kylo Ren comic. Y'all might have to check me on that in the chat, but. Uh, there was that quote about like everyone has their door to the force, right? And it's it's just a matter of like how far open does that door yeah. get for you? And right. it's it's easier to open your door if you have more midichlorians, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be force sensitive or that you're going to be the strongest force user. So I still think there's a really healthy part that is spiritual to it. And I think yeah. it's important to keep that too.
0: yeah. Um, I feel like if you are attuned to the force, you are using the life force around you from other things, and you're so there's no really scientific explanation of using other life forms and their force I guess that's what you want to define it as um kind of using their energy as to be able to push pull uh manipulate stuff like that, sure. so there's really no measuring in that the only measuring that they brought up, like you said, was the midichlorians from episode one. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know. I'm really indifferent on that whole midichlorians. Yeah, I, don't um, really care either. <laughs> I think you, I think yeah, you, it's can, just, have both, right? just you can have both science and, yeah. And oh, it's definitely both. I think
2: it's that's, I think that it's interesting that the way that uh, people in universe like talk about the force, like, because there is both, like in a lot of ways, like, uh, like I'm thinking of an example of like, all the Jedi talk about it in a very emotional, spiritual way. Like you have to listen and hear and become at peace with mm-hmm. the force and that sort of thing to access it. But they also talk about it in a quantitative way a little bit. Like they say the Anakin is strong in the force, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're actively discussing the amount of force power, how big his meter is on the screen, you know, like the, that's what they're describing, right? Is like, you know, so like, and in you know, the way that the way that they talk to padawans too about learning how to do things in the force like it is a like there is a logistic like instruction for how you levitate an object like that's almost scientific right. in a little bit of a way right so I don't know, it's like just, learning a math equation
3: yeah okay, yeah yeah or a spell but you know what's you know it's weird that i was just thinking about cuz the midichlorian <laughs> thing did largely get abandoned right i mean it like, it's not well fans I were think,
2: outraged about it i mean like yeah. it was you know. But
3: it's not like George cared that fans were outraged with other things. Like, but for some reason that That's did true. fall off. And I think there were like some theories or rumors that like his later movies were maybe going to delve even more into like the microbiome of like what is the force. But that anyways, was his original plan, right? Like, right, what it, was it was right. Wanted to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which would have been Man. wacky as all get out. Who knows? But he, if anyone could have pulled it off, it would have been him. But all that to say, how far does the midichlorian thing go? Because like, t- does the Jedi Order know? every Padawan's midichlorian count, or was this a special yeah, thing good. they did for Anakin? And if it's and if it's general knowledge, like, can layman's go see their Star Wars universe <laughs> doctor and be like, I want, like, the when way you would go count. ask your doctor, test me hey, for listen. diabetes, you'd be like, what is <laughs> yeah. my midichlorian
2: count? Hey, 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 listen, I've been listening to the Andrew Huberman podcast, and he's like, <laughs> and all these guys on there, he had, he had Qui-Gon on there last week, and they were all talking about how chlorines is directly related to longevity. I mean, can I check that now? Like, can you check my midichlorian count for me?
3: Exactly. Like, yeah. is that a thing? Can you
2: inject me with
0: midichlorians so I can be big and strong in the <laughs> yeah. force? Like, like, like those testosterone? testosterone commercials that are on <laughs> late at night?
3: <laughs> Nugenics, oh, man. Frank oh, the Tate you Oh, yo, yo, for
0: sure. You'll for sure get like a bounty hunter or something that's selling snake oil. It's like that gets you like a or Frank Thomas that gets you to sell you (laughs) uh, midichlorian pills.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think um, I think that would have to be general knowledge, right? So, like that that also begs the question. You know how they were like stealing. Babies, four sensitive babies. How Stealing Palpatine them. was doing that?
2: <laughs> clapping in your windows, clapping, extension your people up.
3: <laughs> well, did they find? How did they come across that list? Like, is there a heel stick know. the way there is for newborn <laughs> babies? Know. And they're like, "Yep, Maybe force so. sensitive." I don't know. There's like, a
2: lot of that kind of stuff that's just not explained. I remember a. Uh, I remember there was. A, I think it's a Legends book that has this reference to this like this guy who committed some kind of terrorist act, like he had he had hostages on a roof or something and he was like demanding to be let into the Jedi order like you, is this ring a bell for you guys at all
3: no nope.
2: okay oh, maybe maybe it's not me. hostages but it, okay there must mean it's legends then. so anyway this guy like he was like threatening to jump or he had hostages or something to and he was like you have to i want to be in the i want to be a jedi he was like crazy and delusional and everything right and let me in the club i know exactly exactly <laughs> so wait, so and, let me get uh, this
3: straight he threatened to jump off of a building to a bunch of people who could use their force powers to grab him out of the air. That's correct. The the point is... Just wanted to fact check that. It was
2: crazy, but that's actually not the point of the story. The point of the story is the Jedi brought that stupid little... uh, Women's razor that Qui-Gon used to test Anakin with. Oh yeah, uh, he <laughs> the brought the, the Gillette razor. Razor, yeah, he brought. They brought that to the roof and they tested this guy's midi chlorian count. He had he had trash numbers. They were just like, ooh. Wait, so if he come come had out, good
3: right? numbers, they were gonna be like, yeah, let the crazy guy in. Like, <sighs>
2: I don't know. I think it was just using. Actually, this is. Uh, they, they didn't think <laughs> this is the Are most we've ever seen since Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what what that's in. It's it's uh, it's like not part of the story at all. It's like a side reference in a story. But uh, I specifically remember that
0: it's in uh Yoda Dark Rendezvous comes out next week. That'd be really no. That'd no that'd it's be really not. Funny Don't not. do not actually was, buy that actually. book
2: for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. Okay, that's a good question though. That's a good question. <laughs> I gotta say, that's a fun that's question. Really to, good question to think about. That's a whole episode. I really is is. what it is because <laughs> you, you could really go in deep <laughs> with like. talking about the details of the Mortis arc and all that stuff, man. Like, Yeah, for sure. All right, Wes, what does the robots got for you? Question for Wes.
0: Star Wars has always explored themes of good versus evil, light side versus dark side. But what if the lines between these two sides were not as clear-cut as we've been led to believe? Can the dark side be justified in certain circumstances, or is it inherently corruptive? Let's dive into the shades of gray within the Star Wars moral
2: landscape. Right, last sentence was definitely... Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, that's fair. That last <laughs> sentence was definitely written by a robot. <laughs> Let's <laughs> dive into the shades of gray within the Star Wars moral landscape. Yeah, okay. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's yeah. That's like a th-
0: thesaurus this word, thesaurus that word. And dive into is to, used way too so, much. No, so wait, a, gut,
3: gut reaction yeah. again. We all, all have to give a gut reaction. Is... Is the dark side all-consuming, or is it okay to use sometimes, right? I That's what it says. It's,
2: I think it's great. I think it's okay to use sometimes, oh, yeah. for sure.
0: I think it's totally great. I think it's okay to use I, sometimes, I for agree. sure.
3: I agree.
2: Yeah, and I, I think the <laughs> I think the Jedi maybe are, you could use the word dogmatic to describe them, perhaps, even. <laughs> like, Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know who said that. Somebody important. But But, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I, I do think that, uh, I think maybe the, the Jedi such narrow view of maybe the forest kind of led to their downfall in a lot of ways. And that's the hubris of the Jedi, right, that Yoda talked right. about? Mm-hmm. Like I think we all agree that so their attachment the attachment issue is kind of a problem, and I think that kinda leans into dark side stuff ish, I guess.
0: If if they explored the dark side as a Jedi and like as a group of Jedi, does that deem them like unworthy of being a Jedi or unworthy of being on yeah, the council uh-huh. because like there is that, there is that narrow, it's not probably a not probably not a narrow lane as a Jedi. If you only look at the light side, but then there's that other side of the force. And I think that the Sith had it right. Why don't you explore everything? Not just be, you know, just that one part of the light, um, just explore that. But if you use your emotions to help you, you know, Lift things higher, heavier, right. or if you use your emotions to to help save the ones you love. Um, so it is definitely gray. There are like many examples. So we just had one with um, Jedi um, Jedi survivor. We didn't just have one, but it's a uh, um, Cal Kestis' new master. So she. Delve with the dark side a couple times. I think in one in Battle Scars and a couple times during the video game. Um, Jedi Fallen Order, not Survivor. I haven't played it yet, by the way. Um, I bought it and I haven't played it yet. Um, but um, and then ultimately Anakin Skywalker. That's the main example that comes to mind. Um, and boss. then we have yeah notable Jedi that have fallen to the dark side, like Dooku. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them, I guess. So. <laughs>
3: the lost all of the lost or most of the lost well okay this is this is the Jedi are hypocritical about this I'm gonna I'm freezing up here yes. but that's fine you can still hear me the Jedi are hypocritical about this because think about this in Dooku Jedi Lost y'all remember the Bogan collection y'all remember that and it's come up a bunch of times uh, in, in canon since then they quite literally in the archives have a collection of all these dark side artifacts so it's like some innocent little Padawan is coming up to Jocasta New, you know, and it's like, hey, what's that, what's that back there? And she's like, nothing. <laughs> Don't check behind the curtain. <laughs> There's nothing back there. back there. And it's like, I mean, why do y'all have Jedi that? that to, if, it's, if you can't learn from it, why uh, do you have it, right?
2: Almost somebody had to, has to study it, right, like, like to understand it a know more about it. Like I tried to mm-hmm. look this up, but I couldn't find it. Um, there's a, there's a really famous Charles, you might know this this is talked about a lot of medicine. There's a, there's a really famous researcher in like the fifties or something that got like a bunch of government grant money to literally just do all the drugs. Like he literally just did LSD and all this. I think it it might be Thomas Leary. I'm not sure if that was who it was, but anyway, um, this guy, like he like wrote a lot of the original research on this stuff and, uh, like in, but he did it, he was a clinical psychologist, right? So like somebody has Mm -hmm. to study it, right? So like. Are there Jedi that study the dark side? Guess what they do? Do Gotta They be. dabble a bit, if you will. <laughs> I mean to the, like to understand it. I mean surely that's useful academic knowledge, right? Uh,
3: yeah, it is useful. I mean how how do you know that Timothy it's bad? Larry,
1: somebody
2: in the chat said it. Yeah.
3: How do you know if it's <laughs> bad if you don't even know what it is, right? But but that's um I don't that's the big hang up here. It's just like how do how do I put this in a different way than what I've already said? Is that there are a lot of examples of people using the dark side where it helped them in that scenario, and they did not go full dark side. Anakin is the is the worst example there. He did go full dark side. He went full Sith. He But well, not every go. time.
2: Not until the last time, right? Yeah. Not until he crossed the line. But that's but, the, that's the but, thing, right? But they like...
3: would they would argue that he had gateway dark side moments. And <laughs> that it led to that, right? Yeah. But
2: a lot of those are in the Clone Wars too. Yeah, There's right. A lot of
0: instances in the Clone Wars.
3: Yes, Force chokes
2: are. a lot of people in that animated show. Stabs that person. And murders from behind. them.
3: <laughs> and and Obi Wan, he was going to blow up. Obi-Wan that is my that all. is my
2: favorite single Anakin moment in the entire Clone Wars show. Is when he when that lightsaber comes through that guy's chest, mm-hmm. and Obi Wan goes, well, as if it's a huge joke. He just murdered this guy. Obi Wan's like. Anakin, He's like what? He was gonna <laughs> yeah. blow up the ship. It's like Anakin. we're just gonna blow right past this. Jesus, guys! Like, <laughs> oh man, that was just.
0: But they did. They did add in the Imperial March, like just a little bit of no. a hint of the Imperial March when he did
2: that. That's, I love that yeah, part. That was great. Um, that was great. So I don't know. The George road to hell is paved with good intentions, as they say. <laughs> yes. right? So
0: is it is it canonized that the um, Jedi Temple was built on top of a Sith Temple? Is that canonized? Or is that just in Legends?
2: That's a good question. I don't know if that's canon or not. Mm. My Star Wars runs together. Pretty there was hard, there was something <laughs> yeah. there was
3: something in the High Republic that had to do with Spoilers. what was. That's right. The yeah, temple, that was in the High Republic. There? That's right. That's right. That's right. I that's think right. it was. They talked
2: about uh, they talked about bringing the, um, the 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 things that the statues that got the 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 gin, Grin gear or whatever. The train oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. yeah, gear. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, That's right. They took them. Well, yeah, they brought the them temple. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. God, it seems like so long it's ago. Built on an Indian gravesite, as they say,
0: <laughs> pet cemetery. That's what the Jedi Temple is. Pet cemetery. Try bury I and your
2: pets come back to life. Oh, here's a um, here, oh, here's a, here's some more interesting, <laughs> another interesting side to this question. Can dark side users use the light side effectively? Because we only think about this ever in the context of like. The dark side has usefulness, right? When you're playing Star Wars video games, you have to go dark side so you can shoot Force Lightning because it's so useful, right? Mm Because it has crowd control and kills everybody, right? But like, never done that, but yes, I've heard. Is there instances in which uh, dark side users may want to utilize the light side? And, like, does that interfere with their ability? Yeah,
3: if they want to be a Force ghost and retain any of their (laughs) self after dying. I mean, but they don't care about that because their entire purpose is to not die, right, to begin with. But what's weird about this, and I don't know if this is as heavily addressed in canon In fact, I don't think it is at all, but in Legends, right, there used to be all these resource books, right, that it was, like, guide to the Force, and this and that, and there were very specific Force powers that were thought to be, like, light side, dark side, and some of them make sense, like, the Force Lightning makes sense that that's an evil thing to do, because you're, like, legit electrocuting somebody, so, you know, (laughs) generally frowned upon, Um, but there there are (laughs) other things, there are other things, too, like, like, controlling beasts right like yeah. you, you could mind control healing. beasts
2: raise force healing power
3: yeah and it, it's that kind of stuff it's like yeah. that yeah. is it that really a good definitely. thing or a bad thing and who could do that and who couldn't i mean it depends on how you use that power right yeah yeah that's true
2: it's
0: true i i when you first asked that question i was like there really isn't anything that- <laughs> nothing useful The <laughs> i said powers use- always suck dude that's like a sick is. thing to say guys <laughs> Except for, <laughs> Except for immortality that's like the ultimate that's, Although, the, that's your, your, irony. your entire life you can live that's forever. the
3: irony of the Sith yeah. is if they just turn yeah. to the light, they could in fact live forever.
2: this is also disregarding the numerous examples of Sith who appear to other people and like are in tombs and all kinds of stuff like in Star Wars so
3: that's true, yeah, they are actually more of and, ghosts
2: um, <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs>
3: I think they're
0: actually more ghostly. A lot of
3: them, though, are like in like holocrons and stuff like that. But yeah, no, the temple thing is true. That is that is troublesome. It's okay. hard to move past the the fact that they reside in their temples. But they yeah. they're stuck in their temples, bro. They can't go wherever they want, like Obi Wan. I
2: know it's true. He can just show up,
0: travel the globe, uh, the galaxy, the globe, <laughs> or the globe. <laughs> all right, um, all right. I'm up. Here we go. So we have a we have a question for Corey. That's right. Created by an artificial intelligence.
2: Yes. This is very small on my screen. Can you zoom in just a little bit more? (laughs) Okay. Um, Hold on. on, 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 Zooming in. There we go. It's cut off. Oh, God. I've already seen
3: the word Nehemiah. Where are we going with this?
2: Scoot over. Scoot over to the right. To the right. Can't Can't you see it? A little bit more. More. A little bit more. More. Backing up. Backing up. What is happening, Wes? Okay. Show That's me the prompt. Scary. It should be on there. Why can't you see it? I don't it? know. I can't see anything. What's the with you? The whole right side is there cut, cut off. Ah, right, right, there, there you, you go. go. Star Wars <laughs> is known for its vast and diverse range. I just kicked my dog underneath my desk. Sorry, Ray. Uh, Star Wars is known for its vast and diverse range of alien species, each with its own unique characteristics and cultural backgrounds. However, some critics argue that the portrayal of certain alien species, such as the Hutts, or the Neumoyeans can perpetuate harmful stereotypes. Oh, how can goodness. Star Wars? We did ask you for controversial, remember? Yeah. How can Star Wars strike a balance between creating imaginative alien worlds while avoiding problematic representations? Is there room for improvement in this aspect of the franchise?
3: Mm. All right, gut, wait, gut reaction. Is there room for improvement?
2: <clears throat> gut
0: reaction? Yes.
3: Yes. yes the, uh, I actually have mixed feelings. When about I this. first.
0: Yeah, when I first saw the Neomordians in episode one, I didn't think two ways about it. That's just how they sound. I didn't put them to a particular pool or race or culture. How old were
3: you, though? I was was six. 16, 17? (laughs) Yeah,
0: you friggin' child. (laughs) So, I mean, I didn't think one or two ways about it. I was like, that's that's an alien, and that's how the alien speaks. Um, But I can also see another person's... Um, point of view where that could be a stereotype yep. against some other people. It could be, yeah. um, so. And then looking at the um, the original trilogy, um, I didn't really see. I didn't really even like like a like the Rodians. The Rodians had like a a dialect, but I didn't really pin that on any kind of on a culture or a certain people. So, I mean, yes, they have room to they have room to to work with, but I mean.
2: I don't. I don't see it. My only. My Sorry. only question. My only it. question is: is why are Twilights all French? That's a very interesting decision. <laughs> are they French? They are a definitely lot, a lot French. Of them are French. Yeah, they're definitely French. Oh, okay. like I don't. Which is very strange. Um, well, I think. I think the challenge as a creator and uh, with with this sort of thing is that like, like. You can only be so unique because I think I think you're you're probably drawing to create dialects and alien species and sort of thing. You're drawing on like inspiration in a lot of ways, and it is a fine line to walk. I think the nemoidians are certainly the most problematic, at least I can in memory that I can think of on screen. Um, but mm-hmm. um, it also referenced the Huts in this. The robot referenced the Huts. Yeah, Jimmy, the Huts. Which I'm not mm-hmm. really sure what that's getting at. Is there a legitimate criticism of that? I don't know what that's referenced to. That I don't in.
0: know. I can see that um, Jar Jar, maybe Jar, um, and the... What the hell are they called? How do I not know that?
3: What, Gungans? <laughs> the Gungans in general. Gungans, yes.
0: Yeah. The Gungans in general. Like, that can be um, seen as a stereotype. A stereotype. So... <clears throat> As a harmful stereotype, but I, I mean, for improvement. I'm trying to think of some other having, ones besides having a,
2: Having a very diverse creative department is what, is what fixes this, right? Having people that yes. are not just going to say, yes, George, yes, George, is what fixed this for the sequel trilogy, right? Because I don't think we have mm-hmm. this type of issue in the, in the, well, in the, in the sequel well, trilogy. Well, I
3: think another thing to point out, though, is that it, to a certain degree... And let's let's recognize the irony of three white guys talking about this. Oh, yeah. Right? Let's, <laughs> I mean, let's recognize that. that. Of course. Um, we are not That's the best people to be giving our opinion on this, but the robot told us to do what the robot told us to do. Um, it, there is also, I think, a difference between like infusing a creation with some real-life aspects to it that celebrate like French, that thing yeah. or that are detrimental towards that thing. And in the case yeah, of like the Gungans and Jar Jar in, in particular – you're constantly pointing and laughing and talking about how dumb this character yeah, is, right? right? That's very different than, like, you know, I, I don't making it the hero of the story, you know what I mean? So if there's, a, there's a fine line not only with how much do you pull from real life, it's what sort of reaction are you looking to get from that.
0: Yeah, and the Nemoidians are, they're not, they're not not capable, but they're kind of like, they're weak villains. yeah. yeah. And they're easily dispatched.
3: They're always cowering before Palpatine, yeah. So Yeah, I think that's important. Those those are the biggest examples, I think, though. Is the Neomodians and the Gungans.
2: In the original trilogy there is the is it the Soliston? No, uh, Nine Nub. What's his name? That's not a Soliston. Yeah, is it science? Is, is, yeah.
3: is that what that is? He is, yeah, yeah, that sounds right yeah, to me. Solson. yeah,
2: Celestin.
0: Yeah. yeah, with the cheeks yeah, yeah. nine nub,
2: yeah. Yeah, 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 there was criticism of him, <laughs> him being sort of a hispanic <laughs> uh, stereotype, I think was was the talk about him. well, but I think it really depends
3: really mild, it depends on like what you're familiar with too, like i this is a really random thing, but like the geocs, for instance, like with their language, how they do a lot of clicks and things, like mm-hmm. there are dialects that use clicking like in real life you oh, know what right. i mean like kosa is one in like south africa for instance that uses clicking like that and it's like i was that was it bad all the geonosians were painted as like a bad species and they did that probably just as bad as any of the other stuff it's just that not as much attention is yep. kind of pointed towards that that's fair that's true that's fair
2: Alright, well enough of this controversial.
3: Topic. Ask it for uh, a fun question to end I know, on. That's I don't my want next one th- on this. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. That's my next one. <laughs> the round two is is a, this is a bad prompt, uh, but it's simple. So you have to open a new chat to do this, Wes, because it'll uh, I can open a new yeah, one, otherwise yeah, 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 right, it'll right, draw right, on, right. on the existing chat. So we're now gonna ask it, give me three stupid topics for my Star Wars podcast tonight. We're gonna see
3: now this I like. Says. Now this is podcasting. Oh,
2: this is podcasting. <laughs> Here we go.
3: All right, number 1, oh, God. Jar
2: Jar Binks. I'm go back up to the top. Jesus. Oh Christ. no, here, let me move up
0: to the top here. Jar Jar Binks: <laughs>
2: Secret Sith Lord or Galactic Clown? Explore the ridiculous theory that Jar Jar Binks was not just a clumsy gungan but actually a mastermind Sith Lord pulling the strings behind the scenes. Discuss the outlandish evidence and have some fun with this far-fetched concept.
3: I'm shocked. Okay. It pulled this.
2: Gut <laughs> reactions. There's no way this is real, right? There's no way that There's no way. Right? In-universe. Right? There's a right? slight chance. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is a slight chance that there is a Sith Lord Jar Jar Binks just because of the fan art that I've seen that's so well done. So, yeah, there's just that's the only slight chance I see because of the visual aid that I get.
3: And I think if you just finish a... <laughs> watching the prequels and you read this theory, you're like, I see it. Like that's uh, That is technically yeah. possible. But then if you look at what... They did in like the canon novels, for instance, like the Aftermath trilogy in particular with where Jar Jar ended up. It's like, yeah, okay, definitely not a Sith Lord then. But the whole like, what is it called? Like the, I think it's like Drunken Master or something like that. It's like a real thing in martial arts, right? We should ask Freddy about this. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Wes just pulled up a photo of apparently Sith Jar Jar Binks. This is for sure just Jar Jar like Jar a Binks. face meld between Jar Jar Binks and like one of the Uruk-hai from Lord of the Rings. Oh, for sure.
0: Oh, and he's a big that. white
2: it's, handprint on their it's head. It's too
3: hyper-realistic. I know. I know. It's very hyper-realistic. This is Nightmare Fuel. <laughs> on.
0: <this> <laughs> but yeah, his his clumsiness is the thing that like actually creates a bunch of chaos within... All kinds of of decisions that were made. Um, He used to be given emergency powers
2: to the Supreme Chancellor.
3: Yes. I mean, it is is hard to argue when he's got the droid wrapped around his foot on the Battle of Naboo and he's stomping and he's like just saucing droids with it. Like perfect (laughs) shots every time.
2: There was a book. I think it was the aftermath books. Maybe was it aftermath books that that Jar Jar was like a a beggar in the streets. Yeah, or that's or like exactly what I
3: was referencing. Yeah, he's he's like a clown mm-hmm. for children. He's quite literally like a clown um, yeah. after after everything that happened. So, so that's that's the biggest. Take-away. I will not be
2: surprised if that gets retconned eventually, especially now that uh, Ahmed Best is kind of like back in the scene. Right? Like, I would not be surprised if they did something genuine with with. Yeah. Uh, with Jar Jar's
3: character. Yeah, Um, they should. Ahmed Best has been redeemed. Now let's redeem Jar Jar himself.
2: Could you spin this into a way in which it wasn't just absolute dog shit? (laughs) Like, is that possible to do? Like, can they actually genuinely make him secretly a Sith Lord Darks? Is that possible at all? I don't think it is. No. No,
0: no, no. I
2: just...
0: (laughs) <laughs> Only if that picture comes to life. That's It's, it's such a good picture. If so, you, but there, there's there's really no way. 99.9% chance. I think
3: if you were going to uh, do it, that would have had to have been something you wrapped up by mm-hmm. the end of the trilogy. Like it, if you introduce him as the goofy sidekick and then it turns out he was behind it the whole time. That's like a good, interesting story. <laughs> if 40 years later you're just like, surprise, he was evil that whole time. It's like, no, absolutely <laughs> no. not.
2: But maybe not even in the comics. Could they? Could they do maybe it. he could be like a pawn for Palpatine, Palpatine or something. I mean, they are both from Naboo. I mean, that could maybe work. Like he was like spying on him. He was like an apprentice of Palpatine.
3: Maybe.
0: <laughs> or that he was just so incompetent that he was manipulated that way to
3: think. Oh yeah, that he was doing. Maybe he thought he was an apprentice. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's
2: terrible. All right, what else we got? All right, what else we got? Our West number two.
0: Star Wars yoga. Master Yoda's secret workout routine. Imagine a world where the ancient Jedi Master Yoda has developed his own unique yoga routine. Now, Yoda yoga is throwing me off. Discuss hilarious poses like floating levitation pose and lightsaber warrior pose while sharing imagined testimonials from Star Wars characters who have tried the workout. Bonus points for acting out the actual pose in your camera. Oh, my
3: God. Okay. They know we're we're on camera?
2: No, I, I
3: had uh, okay. that part. okay. Oh, I wasn't reading, reading, along? reading <laughs> um
2: Sharing imagined testimonials from Star Wars characters who tried to work out. All right, that's an interesting idea, actually. Uh Han Solo would oh, never agree to do yoga. Just absolutely never. Not, a million, not.
3: Not a million years. A million who would years. do yoga? Although, who would do yoga? Lando Calrissian. Oh, dude, Lando
2: hundred do sure. percent does yoga with <laughs> yoga. A hundred percent, he would be into it, man. Like, absolutely. Yeah. He would talk about how no. it, like, all the health benefits and how the ladies really are into it. Like, he would, have, he would have a whole spiel. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. ask Lando Just about the- yoga because he will never shut the hell up. Like.
0: Just the seated style, where they cross their legs, is a is a type of yoga pose, mm-hmm. I guess. True. Um, so, I mean, they do that they do that from the beginning when they're uh, being taught as uh, as younglings. Right. So, yeah. there is that. I don't know what you would call that seated seated cross pedal pose. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. I think Yoda's and, uh, yeah. best yoga Same. pose
3: was um, <laughs> dying under a blanket. That's that's. Probably, oh my god! That's probably his his best yoga. That's pose. the hardest to do. Holy yeah.
0: shit, dude! You can only do it <laughs> <The> once. <ultimate. laughs> it's the. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I mean, my favorite yoga
3: pose are like the ones where like rest. you're just resting at the end, rest, right? Where it's rest, like rest. What is it? it's like? There's like child's pose, right? I think it's the thing that I'm thinking of, where you're like kind of just like laying like face down and uh that's that's probably yoda's favorite too once he's 900 years old
2: oh my god oh man obi-wan would i uh, think obi-wan would go occasionally whenever he was back uh you know back in town obi-wan would go and he would harass anakin come on you have to go anakin's gonna whine you know padme
3: would go it. though he'd be like padme's going it. and he'd be like i'm there. Oh.
2: Hey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> <laughs>
0: oh there we go. Dead man's pose for that last yoga pose. Oh there we go. Dead. man's pose.
2: <laughs> Yoda with yoga. That's probably gonna be a book eventually if it isn't already.
0: There is a book about that. It, well it's uh it's not a Yoga book.
3: Dark Rendezvous. That yeah, is?
0: No, no yeah, that'd I mean, be great. Is didn't um No, it wasn't it wasn't yoga. Uh, I think it was more like um yoga. meditation stuff. Isn't there like a meditation? Yoga. Star Wars you book seek by, like, yoga Ashley <laughs> 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 oh,
3: the I flyers so. <laughs> would be phenomenal for these classes. Oh, would.
2: If you search for uh, if you search for Yoda yoga, there's lots of images of Yoda doing yoga. Oh, oh, there's a great That's one. Weird. Oh my well, god! Of course. Oh, I'm sitting. I'm, I'm sitting <laughs> this right now here. Wes, look at this one. This one's fantastic. If it sends, I don't know if it'll go. I put it in the chat. Oh lord!
3: Got?
0: I don't even know. That I'm allowed to oh, show this.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, all right. I'm we'll glad say, this is taking this. a minute here because go, it allows here you here two to consider hey, whether yeah, you... It's your box <laughs>
2: off the screen. We can't see anything. Look at that. Well, they can. Maybe you can. can. Oh, look at his little... Oh, he has normal feet. I don't like that at all. I don't like that. One, he has human feet. I don't like that. Oh,
0: he does have... Well, you can't really tell. Those, those three toes could be tucked in true. underneath. You don't know. I, I like but the I like headband shorts.
2: Oh, I know, the booty shorts. He's like the uh, like <laughs> like the like the boom arm guy.
3: He and, is um, like the boom arm guy.
2: Yeah, huh? Oh, That's fantastic. Yoda, right. is,
3: Yoda is all about these. The other one, the other pose that I think you'd like is riding in a backpack. You know? Oh yeah. Just <laughs> just riding in a backpack.
0: Yes, he would he would have to do that pose to you know stretch himself exactly. Out,
3: that knees not, to chest and stuck in a backpack. It's not easy. Yes. <laughs> oh man,
2: this log number three. This log had a child. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that after this now. The Seagulls song. Oh, man. I haven't thought about that in a long time.
3: Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Do we do number three?
2: All right. Last one, yeah. Number three.
3: All right. Number three. Star Wars fashion faux pas. The most ridiculous outfits in the galaxy. Take a humorous look at some of the most outrageous and questionable fashion choices in the Star Wars universe. Discuss characters like Lando Calrissian with his flamboyant capes or Padme Amidala with her extravagant and elaborate gowns share your thoughts on these memorable fashion moments, and maybe even brainstorm some new outrageous outfits for future Star Wars movies. I mean, it's those pink shorts from just now. (laughs) I know, know
2: exactly. This is an interesting question, I think, like actually as a a real question, because I am continuously blown away with the costume design in Star Wars. Just like every single new show that comes out, every new alien that we get, they just go above and beyond. And at Celebration this last time, when they brought... uh, it was so cool that they brought those uh, like two cosplayers that were professional cosplayers onto the stage. You guys see that panel? They brought two people out yes. of the crowd and they they scoped them out earlier and they brought them on stage and they put actual animatronic Star Wars costumes on them. Dang. They had them like walk around and control it with the facial movements and it was insane. It was like... Giant remote control just to cover it cover uh change this alien's face it was just super cool to see that stuff, so yeah, that was super cool just, and, um, and these people they'll be on screen for three seconds like like that's all you get <laughs> like yeah it's just incredible like
0: like the uh the prompt said a lot of um padme's hairstyles oh, yeah were like outlandish, something you would never really think of, and they were um they were crazy yet they were elegant because it's the way that they were made up with the jewelry uh, in it and the actual like the symmetry that they do with her hair. Um <clears throat> another one that comes to mind is Chancellor Palpatine's robes uh-huh. slash like giant shoulder pads. What's oh, a, what's right? he got in there? Pet
3: so goldfish? The, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, look
0: at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Dude, he looks, like, it's it looks like, like
0: one of those guys that have been injecting, like, uh, yeah, he looks like the guy that injects that oil into his he muscles. Like no. He's looking in he like a, a
3: funhouse <laughs> mirror at, at like a state fair. <laughs> that's fantastic. that's so, fantastic.
0: So, yes, there's a lot of Palpatine ones where he has giant shoulder pads throughout the, the, the I mean, he's probably just trying to, that's what just comes to trying mind. to distract from
3: <laughs> when he's. Become scarred and deformed. I, mean, I know you can't look at my <laughs> face. Look at these shoulder pads, though.
2: I have always thought that uh, I've always thought that Luke had like a like a hidden fashion sense because you cannot tell me that an all black outfit is not absolutely intentional. I mean, can you imagine going to work just all black? Black turtleneck, black pants, black. Like shoes, yeah, black tie, like, Gru like dry- from
3: Despicable Me. Yeah, yeah exactly,
2: exactly. No, you you couldn't get away with that. Like you can't get away with that. Like that's not, you can't do that. Like
3: you can if you can force <laughs> choke the people that make fun. Look at him,
2: look at him, all black. He's like, you know what?
3: How about his gold jacket that's made a big comeback in the in the comics from oh, yeah, the, the medal ceremony? Yeah. That thing was yeah. absolute fire.
2: It is. I know if they if
3: they made that, I would I would buy it. I bet someone out there makes it. Let, let's let go back.
2: I
0: bet it's at a thrift store near you yeah. right now. You could probably get it for $15. <laughs> you can get a black
3: jacket and a can of gold spray paint for like three bucks. Um, let's go back to the Padme thing for a minute. Because it asked what are the faux pas, right? Like what are the missteps? And Padme, her wardrobe has always interested me because she's such a person of the people, right? And I know it's, mm-hmm. I know it's – just part of like the Naboo culture and the history and all that stuff. But for someone who like so readily gives up her own power and and like puts other people first, right? A lot of Naboo tax money is going to those dresses, and she never <laughs> wears the same one twice. How is that? How does she swallow oh, that? Like morally? That's a good question.
2: Actually, a fantastic question. Because um, they look expensive. Her hairdo? Oh, they're expensive. It yes. is absolutely expensive.
3: For sure.
0: Trying, I'm trying to pull up the one that <clears throat> that's the relevant one that, to everybody when you look at the dress
3: out. with the light up orbs at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, one on the left, The red one, the red one. Yeah, yeah the classic kind of. So iconic though, queen it really is. Family.
2: Like when I, when I think of when I think of the Phantom Manus, if I close my eyes and think Phantom Menace, I think of three things. I think of pod racing scene, the Darth Maul fight, and Padme's dress. Those are three things that come to my mind when I think of the phantom menace. I don't know why that is, yeah, but that's yeah. that's it. It's so iconic. Cuz we we
0: didn't really see anything like this during the original trilogy no. just because there wasn't out, there wasn't like money to be thrown around to do this right. or we didn't travel to the worlds that had
2: that huh. kind of stuff.
0: If we did, I'm pretty sure the empire would take it. it gritty. Yeah, and yeah. then use that use that to make more ships yeah, or right, whatever. We, but we never so saw.
2: I would like to eventually See that I think in uh, in some kind of canon material, like where we get to see like the Senate brought to life in, like, like right before it was shut down. You know what I mean? Like right before the Emperor d- mm-hmm. dissolved the Senate. Like, what was the Senate like? Because we got a small taste of that in uh, in a Andor, right? We've got to see a little bit of Mon but That's still pretty far back, right? Like the sort of gluttony and. Uh, like, there are all these rich, naive people. Oh, I can't tell who's in charge anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that guy, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, but I would love to see, like, what does the grandiosity look like in Peak Empire from all these worlds that are just, like, benefiting off of the wars and everything, right? So, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, and the
0: quick, the quick change of points of view from a single, like, from each person we're like oh I hate uh, tyranny and the in the empire it's like oh but we do have to build these ships so we can stay safe from everybody yeah. and so they just like quickly just turn coats uh, they just quickly yeah, turn Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: that would be really cool to explore I, I agree that would be it but that is probably gonna do it I, mean, I had another one here it was just uh, controversial Star Wars questions but we already, We've
3: like, already totally dipped up our up toe, toe in one, that pond so,
2: I, I don't think we're qualified to do that without Eric frankly so let's yeah. not go there <laughs> <laughs> Oh man!
3: One
0: thing we didn't do, one thing we did not do, was show pictures of Eric at Disney
2: World. Yeah, let's end on something happy. Let's end on something happy. Yeah,
0: so I don't know how soon or how far in what this was, but we have a picture of both Emma Park and Eric Iosin. It looks like they're in the line for Rise of the Resistance and the same
3: height. So. I and know the same the same So if one mind. of them meets the height requirement, they both do. He's
2: crazy tall, and Eric is actually a lot shorter than anything. <laughs> uh, and emma has got a U-Tini backpack on, too, which is
3: fantastic. Repping the yeah. brand.
0: Yeah, they have pretty much all of the um, yeah. pins that you can purchase um, on their backpacks. I know. Um, so it, it down.
2: Good for them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, next one.
3: Nice. Nice. Them again. I, I think this one. is the one in front of the vaporator, right? Is it? It's just... Oh, uh, yeah, I see it back off. there. Oh, it's it is back there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there it there is. That thing right there. there it is, <laughs> <nighttime>. Yeah, <laughs> they were saying
2: that they got a uh, they got a late night Olga's Cantina reservation. So, they got to like pr- oh, get cool. they like let you in the park like later than, so nobody's around. So that's like a cool thing to do. That's awesome. If you're able to do it ever.
0: <laughs> so they don't see you trip on the steps yeah. when you walk exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> if you're spending exactly. $400 for 3 drinks.
2: No. Uh, Disney. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, Eric and Charlie are at the, wow. uh, at the one, castle. Yeah, castle, too. I will say my favorite moment of the of their little trip, because this is not planned, actually. Like they, they, they found this out like a month or something ago. They are both going to be in Disney on the same day, and they decided to meet up. So it's really funny that happened. Mm-hmm. Another hilarious thing that happened is that Parker, on our team, was also at Disney World, but not at Disney World. He was at Disneyland. So Parker, <laughs> while they were at in Orlando, was in L.A., And uh, he's got pictures of the Falcon. It's on our Instagram. You should look at it. Parker's at the Falcon in his side of the country. And Emma and Eric are at the Falcon on their side of the country. And they've, like, staged it, so it looks like they're kind of in the same photo. But they're like, where is everybody? It looks like they arrived at the wrong time because it's nighttime in Eric's. It's just so stupid. But that's funny. It's really weird that uh, multiple Uteni folks are all at Disney at the exact same time. Yeah. There's Eric and Batu. Mildly phallic statue, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) This this is where I bought my Sabat game. Nice. Nice. Yeah, there's the Falcon, too. Nice. got
3: together at the Falcon.
2: Charles, have you been yet?
3: No, I was supposed to go in residency, uh, and then that was when the pandemic hit, and so I did not go. Yeah, nice.
2: Wes, you went in California, too, right? I did. Yeah, yes, I did too. We we got a
0: reservation at Oga's Cantina at, at eight thirty in the morning, and we used it to all of its abilities.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this was <laughs> the picture. This is one of the rides, right? Um, rise of the rise resistance. Of the resistance. Yes. Eric said that one of the one of the troopers said to him, "This is a hangar bay, not a hangout bay," because he was standing there taking a photo. <laughs> uh,
0: How many times does he I use know. that? He probably says it thirty times I know, a day. But it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. So that was the that was the last that we got from nice. Eric. I'm sure not the last we'll see, but last I He's have. He's actually right dead. All right, so <laughs> oh <God>. moving
2: on. <laughs> I we tried to end week, on a happy I know, like, note. And then i know, you just like a, a real butt. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. All right, folks. Well, that is pretty much going to do it for this week's episode of uh, the AI Living Force. Uh, I gotta say, I was pretty impressed with some of those question, question prompts. We might actually have to actually start using that tool to help us a little bit here and there. They were worded very they well. Were, they were. They were. They were very yeah. Well. I mean, there's some yeah. there's some deep questions, <laughs> and I think it's just really because we just don't handle a lot of those hit, really heavy hitting questions here very much. But that's okay. Maybe, maybe yeah. we should. Maybe we should. But
3: we should. We anyway. should start a segment on the show called "Hey, I got a question," but it's like "Hey, oh, I got a good. question," it's and one yeah. question at the end of every Copyright
0: show. that
2: call it you know what we probably could do that it could incorporate somehow into the scenes if you will <laughs> i don't know i'm not good at this anyway uh that's gonna do it for tonight's show hey, guys. i gotta go hey, let's get <laughs> the hell out of here. if you're already supporting us on patreon thank you so much never ceases to amaze me how fantastic our patreon community i do want to give a special thank you to brian Dooley, earl q Uh, Wow, I'm going to butcher this really bad. Try this again. Special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sanders, Zach W, Michael Fry on our Jedi How Council, and James T. Ashley. Ingalls, Colton Fry, uh, Fife, and Chris Carrizo. Wow, Eric does this every single week. On our lines, High Command and their amazing support. You can find us on Twitter. I'm Eric Ellerson. I'm just reading the script. Corey is at Corey <laughs> and Hilton. And Charles is at C. Hankel. Wes is at Boss West. Timothy is at T.C. Guthrie because I I don't know why I read that. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thanks to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting with me. I read it again. <laughs> and as always, may the force be with you.
1: There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like minded fans at utini.com.